Hello everyone, this is episode 600, <laughs> god, that is very wrong, it is episode 702 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, December 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Mark Kuznez, and today, it's actually going to be a short show because I don't have all that much to talk about, I can't just use what games am I excited about coming in this year that I'm not really excited about as an excuse to talk about and ramble for 20 or so minutes like last episode so I've got Remnant from the Ashes and Farm Together and that's pretty much it I don't remember if I talked about River City Girls last episode if I was playing it or not I don't think I was so I can talk about that as well but I have been deep in the trenches of going through and, and playing games for Attack the Backlog and just making progress there. I've got uh, Little Nightmares. That episode did just come out this past weekend on Sunday. And then I have already finished in the can the, the video and the audio for One Piece World Seeker and what is the other one? Hotline Miami. I finished the audio and edited it for the episodes of River City Girls and Slay the Spire and then I have to record the audio for Control and yeah I'm getting a nice cushion and a nice uh, collection of episodes so that I won't feel rushed or anything with future games which is nice and because I've gone away from the numbering system I can choose to release one that I recorded later, uh, prior to another one. Like, there's no order to these episodes anymore, so I can release the Control episode after the Hotline Miami episode, even though I played and recorded the World Seeker and the Slay the Spire and the, the no, not the River Seeker, but like I recorded those and played those two first. I could put the Control episode out earlier, so. That's kind of nice, removing the number, the numbering thing, is that I can just put episodes out as I feel like, whether it's that maybe Control is getting new DLC, so I'm like, oh, this is a good time to put Control out there because people will be thinking about Control. Or if, say, Hotline Miami 3 was announced, I'll be like, oh, I should bump this up and put this out here. Or, or if it's announced for a later date or something, I'll be like, oh, maybe I should wait and hold this specific episode for closer to the launch and, and stuff like that. So that's a good side effect of removing the numbering system. And so I am currently playing through Remnant from the Ashes for Attack the Backlog. And, and you may notice something with a lot of the games I've been playing as of late for Attack the Backlog is that they're all 2019 releases. Because I'm, in addition to going through my backlog, I'm going through my backlog specifically of games from 2019 that grab my interest that that I was excited about to some degree that I think could have a chance of making my top 10 and yeah remnant from the ashes <sighs> I, I to illustrate my frustrations with that game I played it for a few hours got so annoyed by it that I deleted it and then six or so hours later that same day I said, "Fuck that game! I'm gonna show it to. I'm gonna show it who is the boss." And then I re-downloaded it, and I've been playing it. And I'm not a fan of the game, but I, I think I'm gonna stick with it. It, it. it just does so many things wrong. It 
has so many inspirations and it doesn't take any of the good. It just is like, okay, you're clearly inspired by this and that. Like, If you don't know what Remnant from the Ashes is, it's a Souls-like game, but more shootery elements are in there. You have a ranged weapon, which could be uh, like a... I think the only three that I've found are... I found a sniper rifle in the world, but... The starting weapons, there's a hunting rifle, which is a long-range rifle. Then there's one that might be... I don't know what it is, because it only has two rounds per clip. It doesn't do as much damage as the shotgun. There's a shotgun. Uh, but the other one, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be just a more high-powered long-range rifle. But I, I didn't end up buying that, because I'm just like, eh. This doesn't seem... This seems like the, the worst of both... Uh, options but um it's a souls like with heavy emphasis on gunplay uh, and it takes place in uh i'm trying to think like i i'm not familiar with the cthulhu kind of things but i don't don't think there are any squid people in this game as far as i know uh the 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 main kind of villains in the first area at least are the root which are basically like a bunch of groots that are evil uh, and vary in their designs and they're like these little minions and these bulbous brainy looking things that just explode when they get near you which are a pain in the ass and and one of the things I don't like about the game is that it is procedurally generated which I don't have a problem with Uh, when you start the game it'll basically create a seed and that is where your campaign comes from at any point during your playthrough, you can re-roll your campaign. You'll start over from the beginning, but you won't lose any of your character progress. And the thing I don't like about the procedurally randomly generated aspect of it is that... And this isn't even about that. It's just the fact that what I hate is that when you go through these dungeons, they will just randomly spawn. And it's not entirely random because they kind of... Uh, actually, it is more random because I've gone through the same dungeon and they don't. It seems more time based than uh, location based. They will just throw in a mid boss type character, a, a, an extra strong character who will come at you. And also, in addition to them, it will spawn like one or two dozen of these little grunts. That just all charges you at one time. And it's a pain in the ass to... Like, even with the regular enemies that come out uh, in more of a fixed location, they'll just like fall from the ceiling. It, it, it is annoying because in something like Dark Souls, you know where the enemies are and they're in the world. And it's like it's a living, real world. But in Remnant from the Ashes, you just have enemies spawning from thin air and, and from the sky. And it's just like... It's frustrating as shit. Um, the game does not seem balanced for a single player play. You, you can play with up to two other players, so there's co-op up, up to three. I, I did have some randoms jump into my game at one point, and that's when I realized it's really not balanced well for single player. It, it, it's much easier to play the game single player when you're in more open areas, but when you're in confined dungeons with, with little place to roll and get out of the way, uh, when a large enemy swarm comes at you, it's hard to find a way to get out of there. And some of the bosses, or, or like even the, the mid-bosses, have a certain style of play that 
really not so much requires cooperative play, but would greatly benefit from having someone who can draw the attention and then somebody to, to flank them and get behind them, which you can't do by yourself. But it's just, it's a pain in the ass. And the same thing with the regular bosses is that you have your fight with the boss, but they will constantly spawn in grunts. Uh, the bosses I fought have all spawned in the exploding one. And maybe they won't do that anymore when I've gotten to this new area that has now brought about these new, like, barbarian-esque uh, enemy types. As I made it to the labyrinth. And what sucks is that the the bosses do this. They they spawn in these uh, additional enemies because they're just not well designed bosses. They they weren't able to come up with interesting and creative ways, uh, uh, design wise, attack pattern wise, with these bosses to make them intimidating on their own. Because if they if they removed these nuisances that are the extra enemies constantly spawned in the bosses would not i don't want to say they'd be pushovers but they would be pretty easy i wouldn't have a problem with any of the bosses if i didn't also have to deal with these stupid enemies that come at me and explode and then if i'm in their little death mist too long i'll get infected which means i cough every 10 or so seconds or something it's just a pain in the ass um but yeah uh, I'm sticking with it because I just want to punch this stupid game in the face. And there are things I like about it. Like, I, I like the feel of the gunplay. The melee is okay. One thing that definitely makes it easier when you're in uh, combat and, and you're not being overwhelmed by just a shitload of enemies is that when you attack an enemy and you hit them, it cancels any attack. There. Like that'll, that'll cancel their animation. So if they're attacking, but you land your attack first, it cancels out that attack. And you can keep chaining these together. Like a Souls game, you have a stamina bar and your health bar. And you have these like dragon hearts, which use to heal you, which are the equivalent of the flask or whatever. But attacking does not deplete your stamina. When you attack, your stamina can't refill itself. It can't... Um, yeah, refill itself. I don't, I don't know why I felt like I had to restate that in some other way. Uh, your stamina can't replenish, but um, rolling and sprinting will deplete your stamina, but attacking does nothing. You can attack as much as you want. If there were a line, if you were in a small hallway and there was a, there was a line of 50 enemies that were just coming down one at a time, you could just keep spawning and attack and never have to let go of the button because they would just keep coming at you and coming at you. Because of the way the, the control scheme works, Attack is the right trigger with the melee uh, weapon that you have. And then you hold the left trigger to aim with your gun and then shoot with the right trigger. And because of this, you can't just shoot from the hip, which I found a little frustrating in certain situations where I'd be uh, being attacked by a swarm and I just want to use my shotgun and shoot from the hip and just take out a bunch of them without having to aim, even though aiming doesn't take that long to do you still lose a little bit of time when you have to aim and you're going to have to if they're fighting these enemies that are like two feet high then you have to aim down it's just a little bit of a, a, a nuisance in that sense but yeah I, I like the look of it even though it's not 
very greatly detailed. Uh, it's got very clean visuals. I like the architecture and the environments and some of the enemy designs. I think it has a nice clean look that is somewhat cartoony. Uh, cartoony is not the right word. It's just a, a stylized in the same vein uh, of games like Kingdoms of Amalur and Fable. Uh, more, more leaning towards Amalur. I think it, it, it looks a lot stylistically, uh, not in terms of color or the environments, but just the way characters look to Amalur. But um, it's been... It's been a frustrating time, and I'll probably end up using gameplay from my, my playthrough of that so far for this episode because it just I don't I don't <laughs> I did record video for Farm Together and Farm Together is just like okay, so Farm Together is a game about farming, ideally together. I didn't really farm together all that much. Some random jumped in my game at one point, and I guess they were probably doing stuff. Uh, I, I wasn't paying attention to them, but. I like it, but the, the mobile game-esque aspects of it are a little annoying, and some of them are confusing in how the timing works. Um, so the, the way it's... It, like, there is no end game as far as I know, outside of just leveling up to the max level, unlocking everything, and then just continuing to go on with your farm and expanding it. You can expand it quite a bit. I haven't fully expanded mine yet. I put a, a good... 10 plus hours into it because I'm a fan of that dumb monotony where I'm just going around doing a job essentially and all that but all the the crops and, and trees and flowers and everything they work off cooldown timer so you plant uh, a, a regular mushroom for instance and it takes an hour to fully develop so that you can uh what is it i'm no farmer you can you can you can you can just take it out of the ground and you put it in your, your bucket and you're like oh i got some mushrooms you could do that um and this happens in real time so if you plant the mushrooms quit the game come back an hour later they'll be ready to be harvested there you go they'll be ready to be harvested and that's okay, but there there are some aspects of it like you can water them to increase the or, or to to lessen the amount of time you have to wait, um, and that's it. There's no like fertilizer or anything to make them better. You level up crops, which seems to increase their value very minutely. Like it's it, like the leveling up of crops doesn't seem to be all that beneficial. It's not like they take a little bit less time to. Uh, to fully develop, uh, to fully grow, or give you a significant amount of more, um, uh, of more money. Like, I don't get what it is other than just seeing that number tick up. Um, fruit tree or just trees in general seem to be more seasonal based than timing based. Uh, the thing that I find most frustrating is that you can't play around and adjust the environment. So the environment has certain things set in stone. And whether or not you'll ever get an option, like maybe near the end game, you will get tools that will allow you to change things. But I put a good amount of time in it. I'm like level 30. And I still haven't found any option to do stuff like this. But like, if there is a hill or whatever, some raised ele uh, elevated land, you can't 
bring that down and flatten it or you can't elevate land yourself if there is a little like creek or a, a, a body of water that can't be used in any way that's just an obstacle you can't remove those and it's frustrating because i want to create my farm and there are these certain parts of it that i can't fix or, or adjust and I, I really hate when they have these like little like cracks in the ground with water in them i don't know what the hell you would call those they're not like creeks they're just like these cracks and there's water in them and i think they look like shit and i want to get rid of them but as far as i know there will be no option uh, to get rid of them and i'm just like i look at them and i'm like these are so ugly i guess i can just plant a bunch of fucking trees around all of these parts of my farm so that i can avoid having to look at these stupid things um at I don't, I don't remember what level, but at, at a certain level, you will be able to hire farmhands, which work when you're playing the game, not when you're not playing the game. And they will allow you to help in a, in a certain radius from their little base with an umbrella. They will, you know, water crops, harvest them, uh, and, and stuff like that. I find them to be most useful for animals because when you have animals, you, you set out the plot for an animal, and then you have to constantly feed them. When you're offline, that's one thing that doesn't, like, they will not, like, once they've eaten all the food that you left after you, you quit out, they're not going to be re-fed unless you have a an animal feeder, which doesn't seem as useful as I thought it would be. But when you're playing, I find that the, the farmhands are, are most useful dealing with animals because they can just keep feeding them and keeping them uh, with the, the most food possible because uh, dealing with them is a pain in the ass. Um, you have a tractor. So the thing that made me stick with it, because at, at first I was like, I don't, I don't think I can keep doing this because at first you can just harvest and, and till and, and plant things one space at a time. And as my farm grew larger and larger, I'm like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. But then you unlock the tractor when you unlock the ability to buy a gas pump uh, and then you can later buy a full-on gas station which uh, adds fuel to your um, tractor but when you have the tractor you can instantly get on it if you have fuel in it with the left trigger and then you can harvest till etc uh, nine squares uh, nine spaces at a time which makes just dealing with the farm in general so much easier and then you start designing your your plots and everything around this knowledge uh you can buy sprinklers uh, and, and like you have these jobs which give you a special currency these like ribbons which you can use to get certain uh, items like the farmhands or sprinklers or, or other things uh when you get your first house you can put some items in it like an easel a, a, a piano some stove tops which allow you to uh earn another type of currency these like tickets, which you can use for buying fancier furniture for your houses, as well as uh, the currency you use to pay your farmhands. They require two tickets for an hour's worth of work. Um, so it's good to stockpile on those. But yeah, it's a farming game. I'm sure it'd be, I don't think it would be that much more fun to farm together. It would just 
remove some of the hassle of it all and it would it would be a good chat room esque game where you just have your friend who also likes monotonous things and you talk and you hang out and it's good for that. Uh, then River City Girls, I finished and I, I I was really bummed by it. It starts off slow because you don't really have many options combat wise. It just feels very shallow and, and there's just something not satisfying about the combat. Then you eventually get more stuff when you go to the dojo and unlock uh, new moves which are a little annoying because you can't see what the moves are in terms of are they special moves, are they additions to my regular combo, are they this or that, Are they do I need to jump to do this, is it part of a grab? They don't really give you any indication. You can kind of figure it out by the, the move itself, like if you can see what it is, like oh this is a power bomb or whatever, okay. This is going to be a, a grab uh, attack. But I, I thought the, the boss of Ari's bullshit, and if you want to hear more about that, you just watch, listen to the episode of Attack the Backlog about that when it arrives, whenever it does. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for what I've been playing. I feel like, after I'm finished with Remnant, that I'm just done playing 2019 games because of how annoyed remnant has made me and also i mean river city girls annoy the shit out of me as well uh, basically because of habari but i think it might finally be time to play uh, a link to the past so that that might be tackled soon the game that many people call the greatest game of all time and may finally play it and see if i i think it is because after playing remnant i kind of just need the video game equivalent of a hug and i don't know if you would call a link to the past that because I have, I have no experience with it. I don't know how people uh, look at it. Like, I guess for me, the equivalent of a video game hug would be what would I like? The mall? I know a lot of people, I probably don't even remember the mall, but I thought the mall was just delightful. And I guess people people would probably jump right to a boy in his blob because you can literally hug the blob in a boy in his blob. But if you've played a boy in his blob and you're not a, a crazy person, you would know that a boy in his blob is a pile of poop. I know, I know at least one person agrees with me. You know it. You know it. I think that's that's not what killed my short little stint doing game clubs. I think it was... Because I think that was the, the second one. Because I think we started with To the Moon. And it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then I think it was a Boring's Bob. It's like, oh my god, this is so disappointing. To, oh my god, this is just a freaking pile of crap. And then I think it was Dead Rising... Not two. Um, I don't think it had two and then a subtitle. But the Dead Rising Case West? Was it? It was the standalone, I believe, Xbox Live Arcade game where you played as Frank West and there was like a lot more shooting in it and enemies with guns. And it was just, it was horrible. And I don't think we ever did another game club after that. But, um, yeah. Might play that next, or I, I might, there might be a few more 2019 games that play that on the smaller, on a smaller scale, like uh, Untitled Goose Game, and Ape Out, and maybe After Party. I downloaded After Party, because it's part of Game Pass, and I, I'm curious about it, because I like the look of it, but I was not a fan of the writing of Oxenfree, and I don't think anyone's changed, so I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Maybe if I replayed Oxenfree, I wouldn't even be as bothered by it but i remember not liking it because i'm i'm assuming that my reasoning was that it didn't feel natural 
and I I find a big problem with writing uh, specifically dialogue that feels written if, if it's dialogue that in no way feels like it could come out of someone's mouth for real I'm like fuck this and you know maybe oxen free if that was my reasoning which I'm assuming it was uh, maybe there are people who talk like that and I just don't know them and I'm fine I'm happy that I don't know people like that then because uh, I'd fucking blow my brains out if I knew these hipster yuppie duppy whoopies um but yeah that's pretty much it in terms of what i've been playing before i end this episode which i feel like actually did end up going longer than expected uh i do want to mention some news for apex legends because this is going to come as a surprise because i've played apex legends every day for months and months and months now i haven't played apex legends i haven't even launched the game the last two or three days side note I did get back in Gems of War a month or so ago, uh, so I'm back in uh, the thick of that. But um, I think part of why I dropped off of Apex is that, one, I was having a lot of bad luck with randoms, and I was only really having fun when I played with my one buddy every now and again. But also, I really hated the last event, the Mirage event. and I hated the way it impacted the main mode with this stupid mirage voyage bullshit stupid fucking flying ship thing that was just a pain in the ass going there it's just it wasn't worth it and every time i i, I was dropped there because of the the squad leader or whatever it would take us there i'd immediately jump off I, i'd maybe see if there was any loot where i fell and then i would get the hell out of there because it's just usually not worth it and the mode, whatever it's called, just wasn't any fun. I was kind of interested in it, but then the more I played it, the more I disliked it. And I think Apex is at its best when it creates new modes that are slight variations on what the core formula of Apex is. And they've announced a new event, the first event of the year, and it's the Grand Soiree Arcade, which is pathfinders event and the the one thing just to go back to the last event the mirage one the one thing i'm annoyed by is that i forgot to launch it and just craft the event i don't, I don't know if there was one or two the event uh, charms i would have liked to have those but i didn't get a single event pack or anything because i just i didn't care about it but uh, the new event grand square arcade is going to have seven new modes which is kind of crazy and it's going to be a new mode every two days. Uh, I'm kind of excited about this. It, just looking at the new modes has me pumped to jump in and, and revitalize my love of Apex. So I think that's part of why Apex didn't end up higher on my Game of the Year list. Because just I've had not the greatest experience with it the past month. But um, the seven events, the seven modes that will be ha uh, there... I don't know if these are in order, but you have Gold Rush Duels, which are duos with gold weapons only, which should be fun, and I love duos, so that would be perfect for my, for my friend. Then there's Live, Die, Live, where you automatically respawn on a living squad mate every time the ring closes, which is an interesting way of uh, playing around the, the regular formula. Third person mode, which I... I uh, I, I don't imagine that's going to be any fun at all. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun 
for a second. It'll be good to like use that to capture unique footage of the game. And, and I guess the one benefit there is that, oh my God, I can actually see all these skins I've earned. That's gonna be kind of cool. Uh, but it could also be, it, it might affect gameplay significantly in that you might be able to see areas being able to maneuver the camera and stuff, whereas you wouldn't in first person. Always be closing, keep on the move, avoiding big damage from a ring that won't slow down. I really like this mode. I think that could be a lot of fun, and I'm curious how fast it'll be moving, because that'll definitely be a very fixed time frame for the, the, the game mode, but I like that. Armed and Dangerous on World's Edge, which is uh, shotguns and sniper rifles with limited armor. Very excited about that. Armed and Dangerous is still my favorite new mode they've tried in the past. And then you have King Can King's Canyon After Dark, where you just play on King's Canyon at night, which is basically them reusing the, the assets from the Halloween event. But I'm sure they're going to remove all the Halloween stuff. Uh, so that kind of makes sense. Then Dummy's Big Day. This game ain't going to test itself, so don't know what that is. Just <laughs> a bunch of glitches or some bullshit. But I'm excited about this. I think this is a really fun... This, this sounds like it's going to be the most fun event to date. Uh, just the fact that we're going to have all these different modes uh, every two days it should be a lot of fun. I'm still I'm annoyed that they don't keep some of these modes as permanent fixtures. Like, why isn't duos a permanent option? Why isn't, like, Armed and Dangerous is such a fucking good-ass mode. Uh, why isn't that there? And the only excuse I think that would make sense is that there isn't a large enough player base and if that's the case, then how like how good is Apex actually doing? Um, I'm, I like that. Just curious because I think they've said that once before in the past. Like uh, why they opted not to have both maps available is that one people might you know like nobody would be playing on the original map on Kings Canyon because they want to play the new map. Uh, so why is it, why even give them the option? But I think somebody else on the team said you know. We don't want to split the player base and have you having to wait or whatever. Like, is it, is it that bad? Come on. Um, but yeah, that was the one piece of news that excited me. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to, to be excited about Apex again uh, in the new year. And on the topic of free-to-play games, Smite and Paladins both remove their daily bonus, the daily login bonuses. So I have no reason to ever boot those games up anymore. I've been booting those games up for, I don't know, I think like years at this point just to get that daily bonus. I, I did the same thing with Fortnite and Warframe. I get my daily bonus. In Fortnite, I've earned almost 10,000. Uh, and this is what I currently have, not what I've spent. Uh, and these are only from save the date, or save the date, save the world mode. Uh, you get daily login bonuses. But I've got almost 10,000 v-bucks or whatever it is in the can and i think it costs a thousand per season pass so if i ever wanted to get into fortnite i would never have to pay for a season pass which is cool but again i don't i don't like fortnite so not really i could i just do it to do it but yeah that i think will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am your host marcus nez y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com where you can find 
this podcast and attack the backlog which are both available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play apple Podcasts, and spotify and if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or attack the backlog you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com if you see something you like Click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye!